how real, how real podcasters do. All right, welcome everybody. Um, a, a tough pod to follow up before us. Um, we've got three different pods on um, this broadcast here. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to Over Under Sports Bar uh, here for hosting. Also to our big sponsor, FanDuel, uh, for having us. Um, again, we got Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Lining Kugel, and Summer Shandy uh, on draft here. So everybody enjoy yourselves. Um, at Beyond the Big Ten podcast here, we have three different pods on uh, following up. So just to get it started, we're all going to intro ourselves and then tell you the name of the pod that we're on, and then we'll hit it off with some Big Ten stuff and uh, chop it up a little bit. So I am uh, Sam Maniscalco, former point guard uh, from Illinois, 2011-2012. Um, we host, I host with uh, Bill Cole here to my right, 2007 to 2011. Um, and also want to give a shout out who couldn't make it. He's still playing overseas uh, in Germany. Our third host, uh, Brandon Paul at BP3 on Twitter, an Illinois basketball legend. Everybody knows the name. So shout out to Brandon. Uh, he wished he could be here, but uh, he's still playing some pro hoops over in Germany. So I'll now pass it on to these guys to introduce themselves and talk about their pod. Yeah. Uh, University of Maryland, uh, 2015 to 2019. It's actually right when we got to the to the Big Ten. What's your name? Uh, Andrew Terrell. Sorry, <laughs> Andrew Terrell. Uh, yeah, we uh, typically we've got two other guys with us: Reese Mona and Kevin Herter. Um, obviously, Kevin's doing bigger bigger shit. A little busy. <laughs> a, little, a little busy at the moment. He's on a plane to Phoenix. Um, and yeah, we uh, old turf podcast. This is Travis. I'm Travis. Uh, Travis Bauman. I played at Maryland. 2016 to 2020. So my last season was cut off due to COVID. We were unofficial national champions that year. No tournament, but we, we would have won. Um, tournament champions. As well. We won that too. Um, but yeah, old Terps, me and a couple of my guys, my roommates, just ch ch uh, chopping it up, talking shop, talking about the Terps, uh, sharing stories, having fun. Um, so yeah, we're, we're happy to be here, excited. Big Ten tournament time is the best of the year and um, let's get it rolling. Stuart Douglas, uh, Michigan, 08 to 12. I host the Men of Ann Arbor podcast with Nick Stauskas, uh, only marginally more well-known than me, I think, with his NBA career. Uh, Nick couldn't make it today, but... Um, He's more been... well-known from the Christmas video, hitting, hitting 100 threes in a row on Christmas morning. He was showing me up. He was in high school, and we were doing that drill in college, and he was like, look at this high school kid yeah. making more threes than you. Yeah, Beeline did not like that at all. <laughs> At least he knew he was coming. Yeah. So, so on the menu, we've got uh, Penn State Northwestern at the, the 5.30 game coming up. But following that is, is Maryland, Indiana. And, and we'll let these guys get into that uh, preview in a little bit. But before we do that, do we have any Illinois fans here? Illinois basketball fans? All right, cool. All right. You guys suck. So, yeah. So me and Bill are going to talk a little bit about um, Illinois season. Obviously, the loss yesterday. Um, I'll just say as an Illinois Previous a former player and fan, uh, this is probably the most frustrating uh, Illinois basketball team I've watched since the team I played on in 2011 and 2012. Um, that was pretty frustrating too when I was on that team, but just a roller coaster of a season, um, no identity, uh, just 
No leadership. No leadership. No leadership. No, just frustrating. I mean, terrible people. Start the season. You go beat UCLA. You go beat Texas. In typical of Illinois fans, no offense to Illinois fans, but Illini Nation, is the hype machine was at an all-time high, right? We got these transfers. Um, everybody's talking Final Four, which is Illinois basketball in a nutshell. And then... Now we're here and we lose to Penn State on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament. And the future does not look bright coming around the corner here in March. Can we talk about how you stole Terrence Shannon from Michigan? In recruiting battle? Yeah. Yeah, well, let, we, we'll get into this transfer portal crap that's come on the last few years. And we'll talk a little bit about that, too, and the NIL stuff. But um, the transfer portal is crazy. It's like a crazy a, a easy button you can hit right now and enter a transfer portal and then a week later be on a different campus. It's impossible to recruit. <clears throat> Why would you want a five, you might want a handful of five stars, but for the most part, you want, you know, all these transfers from the mid-majors, at least in my opinion, or other major conferences. You know, like you don't have to sit out. Why would you go get an 18-year-old kid when you can get a 22-year-old kid it's been that strange. you know is, is certified? Yeah, I mean, I think about this like a major experiment for Illinois basketball this year. I've talked about it. I mean, if you've listened to me and Sam talk on the pod, we talk about what a great recruiter Brad Underwood is. You look at his high school classes. He goes out and gets Io Dunsumu. He goes out and gets Kofi. He's got four freshmen on the team. Sky Clark ends up leaving. But what's left over for me is like this giant experiment with the transfer portal where you go out, you get a national champion uh, winner in uh, Matt Meyer. You get Terrence Shannon, who's like up for Big 12 Player of the Year, and you bring him in. And I'm just not convinced that it works at this point. Like, you have one season to try and make it work. And if I hear, if I have one more person text me and tell me how talented we are, it, it, it's like there's one week in the season left. If it hasn't blossomed by now, it's not going to blossom. And I know me and Sam are probably overly negative after that loss last night. But I just, I don't see it. I think we could play at the magic level this year and maybe win a game or two in the tournament. But... I think that's going to be the exception and not the, not the rule for this team. Can we talk about Matt Meyer? I really want to dislike him, but there's something him. about him. I love that, him. That little monster, uh, that monster, monster energy Meyer. last weekend was crazy. I've never heard it. He's got it. We never heard anything that like that. Last pod too. I mean, I've never heard of caffeine poisoning from energy drinks. No. Somebody was like, who is running PR in Illinois that they even let him do that? Yeah. <laughs> he said it freely. If he, if he, if he is actually getting sponsored or getting some kind of NIL money from yeah. sponsor, it's genius. I mean, I would have left it at illness. And that just goes to show, though, like maybe he's more in the team and those guys are more focused on that kind of stuff than they are winning basketball games right now because it totally... Totally shows. <laughs> well, like, right. I can guarantee you, if you need five monsters to play your video games, you are, you are playing them at like 4 a.m. in the morning, and you are not getting the sleep necessary to be an elite level college athlete. So, for me, it's like, like you said, Stu, like, who's advising you? One, because he has a chance to play in the NBA, right? So, who's advising you to even like? I know my day and age, we would have covered that up as a program like you've never believed. You would have said anything other than what the actual truth was. Easy. And he, he built his own grave because he comes out last night and he has whatever. He's like 25% shooting. He has nine points, one assist, no blocks, no steals. And he's supposed to be a premier player in the conference. And now people are like, how dedicated are you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've had more than two games all year where we've, where we've put a full 40 minutes together. 
I think we're a, like Bill said, talented team that plays really, really, really well in spurts. Um, uses our athleticism, get out in transition. And I'm a big Underwood fan. I think he's a good coach. Um, he's obviously proven that he's a good recruiter. Um, but I'm starting to question his in-game coaching and management. Um, it just, he screams and yells. I almost want to call him, and I've mentioned it a, a few times the last few days, talking to some buddies. He's almost like he's like Bob Huggins 2.0. And Huggy Bear was great, don't get me wrong. But like, Bob Huggins, like you'd see him, how frustrated he was. He'd scream and yell at his players, but he was also like a great X's and O's coach, could manage the game. I'm getting a little bit of that vibe from Underwood, like throughout, especially at, at this point in the season. It seems like his guys have tuned him out too. And this is the point of the season where you're sick of hearing from your coach, right? You're sick of hearing from the staff. So it's, it seems to me like they've tuned him out a little bit. I think I think about this a lot because when I first, my freshman year, 2016, we played Illinois, you guys were running the craziest defensive system I've ever seen in my life. That makes sense. It was, it was deny everything, that, everywhere. That was probably gross. That might have been gross. No, no, no. no it was Underwood? Underwood? So Underwood uh, came from Oklahoma State. It was the next year. It was my sophomore year. It was my sophomore year. And yes. His system is straight denial, which obviously you can't play in the Big yeah, Ten. Right. I'm sorry, but like you just can't do that. No, right. I, I think just like watching over the years, it always feels like you guys said like you don't think the team has identity. It's always like he's looking for like what we're going to run as a system and like how guys are going to play. And it doesn't seem like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like he's found something that sticks. No. We haven't found anything that we can hang our head on, right? Like, at this point in the season, you pretty much know, are you a defensive team? Are you, you have two offensive yeah. studs? Like, what do you go to last eight minutes of a game and try to win a game? My question is, when, when have we out-schemed somebody to win a game this year? When have we done, like, the John B line where you're like, holy shit, like, they might not have the best players, but they just, they just, they out, they tactically. Watch it. They tactically beat you. Yeah. We don't ever do that. We rely, and then we go, talent, 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 talent. When, when, did we, when did we beat somebody off a scheme? Or like you said, change the defense. Or we let Pickett go for 41. I think he has like 80 points total on us this year. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Out of curiosity for you guys, what was, what was playing at Illinois, that home court? Like, I see a lot of Rutgers fans. I see a lot of, you know, Illinois people. I see a lot of people from different schools. Let's just rank, what are you thinking your favorite arenas are in the Big Ten? Toughest arenas to play at in the Big Ten, and then the easiest arenas to play at in the Big Ten. Like, who sucked? When, we'll you, left went, right when you went somewhere, who sucked? Illinois had dead spots, did it not? Had what? You guys had some... A hundred... Yeah. Okay. It's so funny you say that. I thought I was the only one that noticed that all four years. I didn't dribble. It was like around half court. Oh, dead spot. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I wasn't allowed to dribble, so we're good. Yeah, that's fair. Illinois was the court where you would literally dribble in the paint, and it'd be a dead spot back up to your hand. Yeah. Lose the ball. Yeah. Illinois, though, is a tough place to play. Illinois is loud. You guys have that, you know, shout or whatever that shit is. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you the easiest arena to play at, bar none, is is Rutgers. Is that right? Talks about the rack. Everybody talks about the rack and how how good it is. We used to tear <laughs> Rutgers up. See, apart. what I see on TV looks intimidating. Oh, it's not. It's a it's a high school gym. Oh, I think I think the most disappointing atmosphere I think is like Ohio State. 
Yeah, it's, it's like an NBA arena. It's like an NBA arena. It's just too. It's not like a. Super it's, too, it's too. It's too. The gym is too large. Um, and they don't. The students out section isn't. Yeah, it's not. It's not like raucous enough. They don't really get. Yeah, let you get in your head at all. That was disappointing. I think like, I think Illinois is up there. Michigan State and Indiana to me were kind of. Mich Michigan nuts. State's up there because they're so good every year. Yeah, and they also printed out like shit no one should ever know about myself and like. I'm talking like I wasn't even really playing freshman year and they had like binders of shit on me my ex-girlfriend's name my prom photos <laughs> like I was I didn't I didn't hit the rim at Michigan State in warm-ups because I was so frazzled for four straight years <laughs> like when the game started I was relieved I just went over there and would talk to them and they like thought they were getting in your head and you go or talk to them and then they're like then they, they're really they would spooked. no but yeah then they're really calmed down yeah, and then they're yeah. not yeah they're not scary at all who uh who was the best best player you guys played with when you guys are at Illinois? Uh, when I was there, it's either, either Brandon or Myers Leonard. Probably Myers at the time. It was Myers' yeah. sophomore year, Myers Leonard. Yeah. He kind of took a huge jump. He was obviously a, a very hyped freshman, 7-1, super athletic. His video in high school when he jumped over a dude like oh, viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, I was there when he, uh, his sophomore year, when he really took a huge step from freshman to sophomore year. I mean, he turned into a man. He was, I mean, he was a, a beast in the paint, but he was also young and very inconsistent, uh, but he had some big time games. We played Gonzaga my year um, in a premier game in like the preseason um, conference before we started conference. And that's when they had Robert Sacre and he was a senior. Yeah, oh he was yeah. one of the best players in the country at the time. By far. They came into assembly hall and Myers had like, when he locked in, he had like 27 and 12 on him. Like on, barely say, broke a sweat. You say assembly hall? The fake assembly hall? Yeah, right. So back to your original question, Andrew. My favorite place to play in the Big Ten or what I think is one of the coolest atmospheres was Indiana. I thought IU was awesome. This tra tradition, the fans, the way the stands are set up. Like, you go there for walkthrough in the morning. You can, like, smell the history. Absolutely. And then the Indiana fans are some of the most passionate fans, you know, in college basketball. Yeah. So that was one of the cooler places I played. They're the oldest fans in college basketball because – what is it like 85 that they last won anything and they still think that they're national champions yeah, they love talking about their history for sure that's all it is growing up in indiana is the worst thing ever the, iu basketball and bob knight I, yeah because i grew up in i that's probably all you hear about right? it's literally all you hear about yeah everything, everything comes back to bob knight every single time so so what would you guys say now for your guys' team you guys obviously just lost in the big 10 what is your prediction rest of the year? What seeding do you think you're going to get in the in the tournament? And then is there any chance you guys are good enough to get to the second weekend? Yeah, so my biggest thing is I, I, th I do think we fall because we lost yesterday. I, I'd say we fall into that 8-9 spot. Yeah. I think if we made a little bit of a run, we might be sneaking into a 6-7. I think we'll end up in that 8-9 spot. Um, but the tournament's all about matchups, right? Yeah. Um, and we've clearly proven that we're a – a matchup team. There's teams we don't match up with well. There's teams that we potentially do match up with well. So we're the kind of team, and I've been talking about it all year, and so has Bill. Uh, we can lose to anybody in the country. We can also, I think, have a night where we can beat anybody in the country. But depending on who we match up with, we can. I see us as our ceiling probably at Sweet 16. I think we're a second weekend team, but I can also see us get smacked in the first round. Who, who is who's the X factor? Who do you, who has to play well for you guys to win? I think I think Coleman Hawkins is our best player. Um, I think he'll absolutely have a long career in the NBA. The 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 thing Why does that he not show up sometimes. I think he's I think he's we've we've talked about it before. I think he's mentally he's an emotional player, right? And I think you've seen a lot of maturation over the last year where 
he's gotten so much better. I thought he played great yesterday. I thought he was the one Illinois player that did play well. But at, sometimes he's that player. He'll complain about every call. And he lets it. He, he, he lost his mind versus Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, and, and, and like he'll let that dictate the whole entire game. We have a lot of that on our team, honestly. Like Terrence Shannon, phenomenal player, should be one of the best players in the Big Ten, but he's really only going if he's scoring. And so that's why you see our, our, our like average, if you put our like power ranking up there, it's good, but our standard deviation is like huge. Yeah. And we beat we beat UCLA. We beat we're two and zero against the top ten teams in the country that we've played, and we're like zero and eight against the like the other quad one teams. So like we can get up there. Like Sam said, would not surprise me if we had a big upset in the tournament. But for me, if I'm being honest and, and thinking with my brain and not my heart, we probably get beat in the first round. We're just too inconsistent. We also, I, go ahead. Oh, I've been in that eight nine game before my senior year. We beat the shit out of UNLV in the opening game. Best game. We thought we were like, we thought we did what we showed up to do. We won a tournament game. We won by like 20 points. But guess what's waiting for you when you're an 8-9 seed? Uh, Bill, Bill Self with the Morris Twins, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, about four NBA players, and uh, see you later. Nice career. It's like, it's like, congratulations, buddy. Great win. Here's your prize. Yeah, exactly. Just, just our, like, a, a microcosm of our team, too, is that we sh we're one of the top three, I think, in the Big Ten is in three-pointers attempted, and we have the worst, worst three-point shooting team in the Big Ten. Yeah, which is crazy. And we still shoot them. So that kind of shows you our, like, basketball IQ and where we're at right now. We have no idea how to play basketball well, in the game. We talk about that all the time with, with Maryland, is that, like, at home, those guys, at, on the road, I think they shoot, like, five, six, seven more threes at like a, a clip that's like five, six, seven percentage points less. And it's like, if you know you're not shooting the ball as well on the road, why is that not a point of emphasis of like get in the paint, get easier looks, make the game easier? And it's almost like, I mean, we, we I think, went 0-10 on the road this year in the Big Ten. Just because, I think because we, we, we didn't figure out how to play and not take 83s a game. Uh, All right, so we're gonna we got a first giveaway. It was Maryland giveaway. Uh -oh. It's giveaway right. time. Everybody lock in. Got to get everybody's attention. Yeah. You want the breaking news? The Bears news? Yeah. So, so we've got we're gonna we're gonna nobody can hear me. We've, we we got a transition here. Uh, We've got breaking news on the Bears trading the number one overall draft pick, bro. Uh, I'm a Bears fan, so this is a big deal. Um, we're keeping Justin Fields. We're trading the number one pick. Who is it, Carolina? Carolina. said? Carolina. Uh, for the ninth pick, the 61st pick, uh, a second-round pick, uh, first-round pick next year, and wide receiver DJ Warren. So... Go Bears, that's huge. Bears. Duh, Bears. Maybe get the Ditka, Bears. All right, so we got our first uh, first giveaway here. I'll let Andrew take that. Yeah, this is a shirt signed by Kevin Herter. I don't know if anybody wants that. This is a signed shirt from Kevin Herter. <laughs> Kevin Herter. Uh, okay, trivia question is simple. Trivia, trivia question simple. Who's the last Big Ten team 
to win a national championship? What year? Ah. 99. I got no clue. <laughs> but that is accurate. It is. It 99? Is. No. Everybody's wrong. I thought it was Maryland, I'll be honest. I thought Maryland was the last thing to I did too. Yeah, but they weren't in the Big Ten at the time. It doesn't matter. All oh, right, that's fair. It's true. It's actually Maryland is the last team to win a national championship in 02. But we were part of the ACC at the time. Still the last Big Ten champions. 02. <laughs> second, second question. Second question since nobody got that. <clears throat> Who's got a question? Give me a question, somebody. Somebody give me a question. Anything. Who is? All right, who's? All right, Maryland's all-time leading scorer. Who is Maryland? Doesn't matter. Right. We're Big Ten. We're, now. we're Big Ten now, pal. Hey, buddy, sit down. We're Big Ten now. <laughs> so. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. We got a tough guy over here. You're you're Assembly Hall still, right? Is that still what you're? People don't even. When you type in Assembly Hall, it goes to one. It goes to one building. And it's not yours. All right, all right. This guy's saying anything now. He's saying anything. Somebody get him out of here. Security. Maryland's all-time leading scorer. He was on that national championship team as well. All right, smart man. This guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. That's a, a nice shirt, too. a Big Ten guy getting an ACC question correct. Huh? All right, so. Got it. I like this guy. It's crazy. Right, so let, let, let's transition a little bit. So, so you guys got Indiana tonight, right? Talk yeah. a little bit about your guys' season thus far and then this Indiana preview for tonight. Personally, so we just transitioned. We went from Willard or from Turgeon to Willard. Turgeon was our coach. Turgeon got ran out of the Big Ten because Maryland fans didn't like what they thought was mediocrity. Because Hunter Dickinson... Oh, yeah, because of his career. Hunter Dickinson was under-recruited. <laughs> and wouldn't under, shut up. Under-recruited. Um, so we had a transition year where Willard comes in, and typically you give a coach three, four years to, to cycle through players, get their recruits. He's done a great job. We almost got a double bye. We were one win away from a double bye in the Big Ten. We're a sixth seed, I think. And we've got IU tonight, who every team in the Big Ten right now, to me, one through really two through seven are all the same yeah, same record same everything anybody can beat anybody i would agree with that but it was a transition year i think he did an unbelievable job kind of bringing an identity yeah. to maryland where before we had good guards mellow trimble anthony cowan you know things like that where we just run high pick and rolls and they, they bail us out and they scored two thousand points but now we kind of have the identity of a little bit of toughness we were one of the only teams in the Big Ten that actually full court presses, yeah. and we're gonna—they're gonna continue to full court press. So, to me, I think he brought more this year than I ever could have expected from from a first-year head coach, especially in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think talking about Willard and what he's brought. Um, I think like a lot of times when we talk about coaching, it's X's and O's, it's adjustments. I think a really underrated aspect is a, a coach who can just give guys confidence and help guys develop, get better. And I think he's done that with a lot of guys. I've seen like a lot of jumps from guys um, that, you know, they're making plays they weren't making in, in years past. Um, 
the, the story of our season was being good at home. We were nine and one, no, 10 and 10 and 0, 10 and 0 at home in the Big Ten, one and nine on the road. So the question for us this week and next week in, in, in the, the big dance is which team shows up? It's a neutral court. Can it be the team that was great at home, protected home court, or is it the team that kind of went on the road and just shit themselves week in, week out? Um, we, it's a senior-led team. We're led by a couple seniors, a couple transfer portal guys. Jameer Young has been our best player, second team all Big Ten. Um, you know, guards are what drive teams to win in March, if you ask me. So we have a great guard, and, you know, we're excited to get going tonight. Out of curiosity, going into the Big Ten tournament when you guys were playing, what would you guys feel going into the tournament? You guys would be more nervous, more anxious? Did you actually look at it as, okay, this is a new season? Or what, what you know, what were your emotions going into Spring break plans, Cabo, Miami, was it, you know? So personally, my team, uh, Bruce was getting fired, everybody knew it, so we were pretty much cashed in. <laughs> I'll be honest, we had a, 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 an absolute horrible and shit second half through our season that year, 11 out of 12. It's funny because I relate it to this season in the sense that we started off like 13 and 2. We were like 12th in the country. Um, we had a great start to our season that year. Um, it was my year there. And Illinois fans were like pumped, like hype. I mean, the only loss we had was to UNLV at the United Center, which we got absolutely smacked. One of the best teams I've played against as a side note but um, we like we hit a wall midway through the season and went on like a lost 12 of 13 games and you know the media frenzy was crazy so we all pretty much knew Bruce was getting fired I think he knew he was getting fired um, so by the time we got to the Big Ten tournament passionate in yeah, we played Iowa on a Thursday in Indianapolis, and like I don't even remember the game because it was so bad, and it was like not a good experience, and uh, we were pretty much done with that season, and it was. I, I hope that doesn't happen this year's Illinois team. Who was, I mean, who was my guy that started along, uh, Brandon? Started along Brandon. Yeah. DJ Richardson. Yo, yeah, I love DJ. Yeah, so it was me, Brandon, DJ, uh, Tyler Griffey, and Myers usually was our starting five. DJ was a stud. DJ was a four-year guy that played both ends of the floor, just, like, got his 13. Another Peoria guy. Another Peoria, Peoria legend, right? <laughs> Shout out to Peoria. Me and Stu were talking about that earlier. Peoria was, like, the, uh, the pipeline to Illinois basketball for about an eight-year run there. Um, but as far as to answer your question, Andrew, going into the, my, my experience going into the Big Ten tournament was we were done. Yeah, this is it. This is, we're done. Yeah, just got to have some good ones. I would answer, like, whatever you were feeling throughout the year, it just seemed like the Big Ten tournament amplified it. So that means it changed from year to year, right? Like, I told the story to you guys backstage. Like, my freshman year, maybe the worst season in, like, recent Illinois basketball history where we were the 11 seed out of 11 teams. And we went in there and we won. We won three games. All of a sudden, we found ourselves in the championship game as the worst seed in the Big Ten. And uh, I just remember, like, that season, dudes had, like, flights booked the next day. But then they had to cancel them because they were like, oh, shit, we might go to the NCAA tournament. Just total lack of leadership. And then sophomore year, we were really good. And so, like, again, total, totally locked in, five seed in the NCAA tournament junior year we're on the bubble so the big 10 tournament is a huge like have to go in and get wins end up losing to ohio state so every year it changed on depending on what you needed to whether you needed to grow as a team or get in the tournament etc Stu, you 
Michigan this year had to probably had to win a couple games in order to get in the tournament. Or they they might still be in the tournament. I don't know. Who knows? Did you would you have felt that as a player going into that game? Would you have felt, hey, we lose, we're done? Or are you more thinking, okay, this is another game? I hated the Big Ten tournament. There you go. <laughs> I hated it. I never wanted to play. I wanted to win one game. Yeah. Tune up and get out. Yep. The second game I did not care about. I didn't care about playing until the championship because we never had to. Like, we always made it to, I think it was a couple years where, like, that first game of the Big Ten tournament was the 20th win, the magic number, and we're like, all right, we're in. Like, yep. I don't care what seed we get. That doesn't matter. We're in. Um, even my freshman year, we made it after, like, what, was 13 years. Everyone freaked out. And I was like, we all knew we were in. So, like, yeah. I, I didn't really care about what, what seed we were getting. But, uh, yeah, I hated it. I just... I wanted to be like, I was in Indy, I was home, yeah. and, you know, I wanted to just, like, see people, and I'm like, I don't want to be cooped up in this hotel room. Like, just get me back to campus at the very least. Well, that's a very, that's a very underrated kind of point he just made. So think about Ohio State now. They've won three in a row, right? Now, they're, if they win the, obviously, Big Ten tournament, they get in. So say, say they do. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five in a row they got to play in a Big Ten tournament, and then... If they win it, they get into the tournament. They might have to go to like Portland, fly to Portland Tuesday or Wednesday for a game Thursday, right? Like to Spokane. My freshman year, it's hard. My freshman year, we had so many expectations. We're the number one team in the country. We had Diamond Stone, Mel Trimble, Jake Lehman, Rob Carr. I mean, we are fucking stacked. And we played in the Big Ten tournament. We got till Saturday, lost in overtime to Michigan State. A day later, we're we're going to Spokane, Washington. And it's one of those things where like. If we would have saved our legs, we might have had a little bit more juice. Iowa last year wins the Big Ten tournament, gets smoked in the first round. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's it's in between. I, I said that on our pod this week. I said, I hope we, we, we knew we're in, right? Regardless, we lost to Penn State. We went ahead and did that. And we're in anyways. So my point is, is like what you all just said, and I think it got ate up by the fans that are like, but I'm like, who gives a shit if we lose? This tournament does not matter, yeah. especially as Illinois. We've won the Big Ten last couple of games. Everyone is looking at Brad now to win tournament games. And so save your legs. Like I played in Portland and Tulsa. Like Sam said, you're leaving 48 hours after the big selection Sunday to go travel to wherever you're playing. Rest your legs and go in and be the best team you can be in the NCAA tournament. I think I think so many people put so much stock in like seating and oh, you know, this game affects your seating, this and that. At the end of the day, if you're in the NCAA tournament, you're gonna play a good team. It's all matchups anyway. I don't I don't think that matters as much as people think. You're gonna play a good team, show up and do your best. So I, I fully agree in the sense that like sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to go home, rest up and you know, is that a tequila shot? I want I wanna hear some so Stu, let's talk a little bit about Michigan and the Juwan, higher, Juwan Howard tenure so far? I don't know if we're going to be able to get anybody's attention. Anybody Michigan basketball fan in here? Who, any Michigan fans? There. Tom? One. We got one. We got one. Tom, Tom Benedict, a Michigan fan. But raise your hand, anybody in here who's listening. Do you think Juwan Howard should be fired? We got a lot. Oh. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, all right. Relax, relax. Yeah, Northwestern. No we, more we to play at Northwestern, and it would be mostly Michigan fans there at the game. I, I that was not scary. Wait, so, so, so you think Jawan should be should be gone? No, I, I, I definitely don't think Jawan should be fired. But I'm getting a lot of flack on Twitter about. I'm oh, finding really? a lot of trolls on Twitter are right you a Twitter now. Twitter guy. Oh, I love are Twitter. You a Twitter guy. Oh, yeah. So, so. There, 
People have been disappointed. They, they think that Juwan's been huh? handed the keys, that he was born on third base yeah. with this program. And it's not that easy to just take over a program when you were never a head no. coach. How many years has he been there? I'm jealous. This is his fourth Four? year. Fourth yeah. year? Fourth year. And uh, is this the first year he may potentially miss the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's won. He's, he's gone he's to the, the tournament every year. Twice. Yeah. I mean, that, that first team, that first team was electric. They won the Big Ten his second year. And you think he should be gone? No, I don't think he should be he, gone. He 100%. He has to get one more year. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I shouted him out after we just played them at our place. I was like, Jawan Howard dominated that game. Like, I thought we another game where we were better, and I felt like we got a little bit outcoached. He, he, he's done a good job. He's, he's got good grown staff, a lot. Too. He's got a good staff. He does. And... and yeah, the dealing with fans on Twitter is yeah. not easy. But I, I, I want to ask you this. You start, let's say, two freshmen in the starting lineup. You're, you're playing on a team with two freshmen in the starting lineup. Now, you guys might have different perspectives. And then two other guys that are playing major minutes for the first time. That's four guys in the starting lineup. And then your senior point guard gets an ACL tear, and you really don't have any other guards. Are you expecting 20 wins? Okay, even with NBA talent, this is the thing that I, I don't quite understand, and it's a big separation. It's like, even though you have NBA talent, doesn't mean you're going to win college basketball games. That's what I think people miss. They miss a lot so, with Juwan and Michigan. So you're telling me it's not just Illinois fans that are... No, no. Like, like, it's rampant. Expectations are out of control? Could, here, let's... This is a good question. If you could start a program right now, who would your coach be? What would your home arena be? Oh, that's a great question. And who would your best player be? Is it Zach Eady or Trace Jackson Davis? Who, who would your coach be? If you could start a program right now from scratch, who's your coach? What's your home court? And who's your best player? I guaranteed like 10 years of this coach. Because <laughs> I don't know if Jawan might go to the NBA or not. I can assure you it is not Northwestern. You do not want to play... <laughs> At Northwestern North as your home arena. Uh, that's actually a phenomenal question. Um, as far as player goes, so I, coach, um, I'd take, how could he not take Izzo because of his resume, right? Also think it's, I mean, I've never seen a Michigan State team. Stop this year, though, just this year. Just one year? One year. Oh, I'm, def I'm definitely taking Izzo then. Does it have to be a Big Ten? Does it have to be a Big Ten coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to take Jay Wright. Yeah. <laughs> Out of retirement. No, I'm going Izzo. Um, I'm going as far as uh, where I want my home arena to be. Uh, IU for sure, Indiana. Um, and player. Oh, um, I'm a guard guy, but I feel like Trace Jackson Davis is so consistent. Oh. I'm going Trace Jackson Davis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go who, baby? Go who? <laughs> See, I'm taking... It's Painter or Izzo. Yeah, you do. You're going to lose. all day. And, and, and Mackie. 9 p.m. See, be there. Mackie Arena it's Mackie Arena. It's the only answer. Listen, well, it, it's Painter Why if not? he could recruit a little better. If, like, if Purdue no, is getting a little long. sexier, slowly but surely, much. and they'll you're get more recruits. Stuff no. You're not going to miss much. That, ever since I had Hummel and Etuan and Juwan, yeah. it's not been Suck yourself in, go to sleep early. the same. Now, last year's team was close there, and Carson Edwards was just an anomaly. But, like, they need to get... They need a little more talent around around their, their star guys. It's a lot of good answers. I think player-wise, uh, Pickett, I'm taking him over everybody just because he will, he will booty ball you from 45 feet and just put your defense in a bind, like back you down, 
No, no answers. You cannot double that as a guard. I'm saying, I think I'm, I think I'm rolling with Stu though. I just don't. From the time I was there to now, like, who's a better overall coach than Matt Painter? I just, I just don't see it. Makes me sad. I turned down that scholarship offer. Um, oh, you would have been a perfect. <laughs> Oh my God! It's a Bo Ryan or yeah. Matt Painter player. What the hell are you doing? And, 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 and now I'm the guy that Illinois points to. Of uh, the Illinois fans hate because they think once I committed, we stopped recruiting Robbie. So, <laughs> listen, Robbie was never going to Illinois. Yeah. It is true. So it's totally not true whatsoever. But somehow that got in their mind. So I would take Matt Painter. As far as arena, I. I will go, that's the one part I let my heart take over. Assembly Hall, when you played like a top one or two, top five team in the country, or I guess now it's State Farm Center, one of the best, even though we have dead spots, one of the best places in the country to play a game. So Matt Painter, State Farm Center, uh, Pickett as my player. Trav. Uh, I'm a guard guy, so I'm going to take Pickett as my player. Um, He's a guy that can get you 30, 10, and 10 on any given night. So it's hard to get with that. Um, Jim, I don't know. We played at Indiana one year, and I was probably this close to Drew. And I leaned it over to try and say something to him, and he couldn't hear me. Um, it is crazy. Yeah. He, 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 he can't give an IU any satisfaction. Because, no. like, this guy, you've never, you've never seen a national championship, have you? But you, how many have you won? Five, yeah, 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 of course. That, that environment... <laughs> It's like a sound tunnel down there, so I'll take IU. And then as a coach, um, it's March, so I, I think it's got to be Izzo. He, his guys just show up year in, year out. They're tougher than nails. Um, he's, he's the, I think he's the best we have. You know who I think we're forgetting is Tom Crean. We would start a program today with Tom Crean. Are you taking me seriously right now? Tom Crean? Tom Crean might be my favorite coach of all time. Well, where's the yeah, Archie? Where's the, Archie Miller was even better. Archie Miller was better for them. To me, it's a no-brainer. It is Mackey Arena. It's uh, Painter. Yeah, you guys love Painter, huh? I'm a huge Painter guy. Yeah, I take PJ Thompson over over any of them. PJ, but it's Painter. I love it. It's Mackey, and it's probably it's probably Pickett. Because Pickett, like, we just played Penn State, and they played super small, but we had to keep Julian Reese on the court. We couldn't switch one through five, not because Julian Reese couldn't guard everybody, because Pickett was going to seek out your worst defender, take him in the post and play bully ball. That's the only reason we couldn't switch. Everybody was on Twitter complaining, Julian Reese can guard guards, and he can. Why are we not switching one through five? It wasn't because of who Julian was guarding. Is because who Pickett would seek out if they were switching one through five. That's how dominant I think Pickett is with the ball. Oh, yeah. He's, he controls, Probably, completely controls his entire game from start to finish. Okay. He yeah. shoots it fine. Right. Um, yeah, the role players are fantastic, too. I, I'm not a, I don't know. So I'm not sold on Purdue. I think they're great. Don't get me wrong. But maybe this ties into what I want to talk about next. So, like, the Big Ten in general, right? It's, it's obviously, hands down, the most physical league in the country. Absolutely. Game night to night, like, I feel that most Big Ten teams, when they get to the NCAA tournament, struggle 
Now, we're going to talk a little bit about officiating here, too, because I think college officiating Absolutely. is the most inconsistent thing on this planet. Block charge. So sometimes you get these big tens. Yeah, it's, that's the worst call in. 90% of the time it's a block, and they love calling a charge with the fans. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The they, they love, love it. The motion. But I feel like big ten teams, because they're so physical, and it's such a grind during the regular season, that sometimes you get a matchup and you get a bad officiating crew where you get in a NCAA tournament game, and they can't play. They want to pull the the way they want to play because they're so used to being physical. And you got a West Coast team or something like that. It's not used to touching anybody, yeah. and they struggle with that. Think about they struggle Baylor. adjusting. Think about Baylor. Baylor. Those three guards for Baylor would be the three best players in the Big Ten yeah, right now right, individually. Right. Period. It's, in it, my opinion. Yeah. They are. They play so much faster. They don't have a hustle guy. Yeah. They don't have a guy that's sitting there taking charges. A Mason Gillis, a Zachy, you know, shit like that. They're not physical. They just go. National champions, guards. Yeah, you know, guards. guards win games for sure. Like, think about, think about over the past couple of years. You always have either a small oh, yeah. forward that's a that's yeah. a real wing. Yeah. Or you have a guard. It's never. It's never. That's, at, that's at every level too. Yeah. Level. I feel like that ties into the like I. Purdue, I can see Purdue losing like in the second round. Early, early. I don't think they're that like now in the Big Ten they have been, but I don't think they're that dominant of a team. I think they're if they catch the wrong matchup, because Edie, right? But they're not that good because their guards are not great. Are not great. They're young. They're, they're young. Feed the post. You they're young. They're freshmen. Freshmen. Freshmen starting. And the, it's got to come back at some point. And who can you not trust? Let's right. think about freshmen. though game planning. Everyone in the Big Ten. It, wasn't it funny when you got in the Big Ten play? You were comfortable. It was very competitive, but you're like, I know exactly what we're doing right. every game right. yes. and what the other opponent is doing, what we're going to do, how we'll adjust a little bit. When you get into like a guy like Edie, he's going to get swallowed up by Big Ten game planning. Other teams have not double teamed. Let's, I don't know, face, let's say like a, I don't know who they're going to face. doesn't matter. To any random team out there in the Big 12, Pac-12, yeah. whatever, they've not been doubling all year. Now all of a sudden they got to practice that for a week. Yes. Are they gonna Are they gonna figure that out in a week? Because you also double Hunter Dickinson in the post a lot. So like teams have been practicing that for months now in the Big Ten, and they've been prepping for it. And I just I'm curious if if tournament teams are gonna have a problem with Edie and like lawyers like uh, it's gonna go back off again. He's gonna get more open you shots. Know who's gonna shift that? In my opinion, is Willard. I think Kevin Willard's gonna shift away from a big man's league. Because he plays so fucking fast, he presses, he has, you know, recruit good guards. So you guys remember Seton Hall team's Miles Powell, you yeah. know, guys like that. He's going to get those guys, and I think you're going to have to shift away from playing big bully ball. Like, we we recruited Jalen Smith, Bruno, all that shit. Yeah. Now we're starting to get guards that are going to go get you 30. Yeah. I mean, look at, Penn, like you said, Penn State. Penn State, their biggest dude they played yesterday versus Illinois was like 6'4". Like yeah. yeah. They don't play We were, we were texting during the game like, yo, this is a like literally five guards spread the floor, pick you apart, and get quality shots. Yeah. And like that's what you see in the tournament. And again, like oh, totally. you don't have time to prepare. Like you don't have a week to prepare and practice and right. run these things. It's like, okay, tomorrow we got to play. A bailer with three guards you right. haven't seen. You just got a hoop almost. And the, you got a hoop. And that's who wins is the guys who's gone yeah. boogie and hoop. And that's where that's where the ED come. Like, listen, he's a he's ridiculous. He's a is load. He, like, who's he going to guard? If, if you catch can't. a team, a West Coast team that literally has five athletes that get up and down, can put the ball in the basket, yep. get up, they pressure. Like, play a little off the court. Who's, yeah, right. Play a little zone, say, they freak out. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's true. Which Hold is, on. Which is does nobody practice playing against his own anymore? Let, let me let me be the counterpoint here. I think Purdue's going to the Final Four. 
What? No way. I do. I, you going to the Final Four? I do. I do. I I think he is. I think he's like a. He's one of those college like Greg Oden, Sullinger. He's so physically dominant that you like you guys touched on it. Like, how much time do you have pre to prepare? I don't think there's other players like him. Maybe one or two. In the and I just think the the supporting cast is. Really, all they have to do is throw it into them and hit threes. So if you can do that for a stretch of games, they've been number one through five all year. It's not like it's not like they're going to fold under pressure. I just I got to play counterpoint here one time and be like, I think they're really good, really good. And they, I mean, they beat teams too. Like yeah. they beat Gonzaga. People people sleep on Gonzaga because the the conference they play in, things Duke. like that. Gonzaga, I think, can go to a Final Four and win a national championship this year. They, you know, a lot of people are saying they suck. They're top ten in the country. They would, they would win the Big Ten probably by two to three games, same as Purdue, in my opinion. They'd be the second best team in the Big Ten by far. So, to me, they can beat any team. My only thing is, when it comes down to the tournament, you can't rely on freshmen, ever. No, I totally ever. Agree. Although, Michigan, Fat Five. So, yeah, that was pretty good. That's yeah. A, yeah. A, little, and that, a little different. That also hurts Jawan right now because it's like, well, you guys were freshmen. Yeah, you right. did it. And it's like, yeah, everyone wants Jawan to come out. That's a like one-off. Fab Five, and yeah. it's like only one of those come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do the giveaway now. So, uh, Steve Yopchik. I want, hey, Steve. Is there a Steve Yopchik here? I want a Steve Yopchik to call. We got an Illinois giveaway, Illinoisopoly. Uh, get up here. Yeah, way to go, Steve. Steve is an Illinois legend. Yeah. Um, huge Illinois fan. He went to Illinois. Uh, he's a legend in the sense of that he's closed down every bar on Illinois campus multiple times. Um, he's probably the most popular guy on campus when he was there. Um, so I'm actually, we're going to just hand him an Illinoisopoly uh, signed game board from Sam Maniscalco and Bill Cole. And then we're going to give him a... We're gonna intro. That's, that's worth so much money. It's not even funny. I need, so I need Anthony, Anthony from Fanduel, Anthony from Fanduel to meet Steve Yapchik. This is Steve Yapchik, huge Illinois fan, also a very degenerate gambler. Anthony is our Fanduel sponsor. Shout out to Anthony. So I think you guys should link up together and be potentially become best friends so we're gonna give steve hey we're gonna give steve one question yes steve. steve steve you gotta ask one question before you go back one question oh mount rushmore okay you're mount rushmore in illinois i'm best four best four ever who's your mount rushmore in illinois so the question was who's our our mount rushmore of illinois basketball um yeah, great. Enjoy, enjoy your game and uh, frame that signature, too. Steve, uh, full disclosure, Steve was a high school basketball teammate of mine, so I've known him for quite a while. Set, uh, set those power screens. He's on his sixth bucket, by the way, too, of Miller Lite. <laughs> so if we're running out of Miller Lite, we know why. Uh, but as far as Mount Rushmore uh, of Illinois basketball, I'm not going to throw it back, like, way, like, 50 years, but obviously got to go with D. Brown, right? D. Brown still is probably the face of Illinois Brown, basketball I still when you talk wear about his jersey. it. Yeah. Um, Frank Williams for me. I think Frank was a stud. Um, I don't want to say he was overrated or underrated because he was so good, but he probably doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um, 
I used to claim his, uh, all the 30 jerseys in the crowd were definitely his, but I used to walk in and be like, you see how many fucking jerseys I got in this place? I'm going with, uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a Nick Anderson versus Kendall Gill discussion. Yeah. He is a dog. AO is a dog. He didn't do four yeah. years ago. He, he, might, he might be in mine. Nick Anderson for three. And then, yeah, you have to throw Darren on there. The only, the only problem I have with Darren Williams, and listen, he was arguably the greatest Illinois basketball player ever and went on to do amazing things in the NBA. Um, his Illinois career was great. They went to the Final Four, but his numbers weren't like, now he was only there for two years. So I kind of like fight that as far as whether to include Darren in the, the Mount Rushmore. But those would be my four. If I had to pick right now, those would be my four. I, I, have, a, I have a great AO story. We're playing. Kendall versus Nick Anderson was my debate. I'm going with Nick. You didn't have any bigs on that list. No, guards only, uh, baby. No, guards that's only. bullshit. I'm going to go to the real Illinois Mount Rushmore starting five. Darren at point, that's easy, no question. NBA All-Star, a, a gold medal winner. D. Brown at the two, off guard. Luther Head at the three. I'm going with the 05 team. I'm going with the whole 05 team. That's what, hey. Where it is Jeffrey right. Jordan? No, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deviate, I'm gonna deviate a little bit. Brian Cook at the four. Wow. He's a 15 year NBA player. Oh, for the five, I might go Marcus Griffin, just to shout out Peoria. So you guys don't have AO? This is crazy. Not I know. The, no, I'm biased. AO couldn't go left. AO couldn't go left. He's, he's next. He's like, he's like the fifth he's or sixth, sixth guy. My, my, my Mount Rushmore is like when I started, like 1990 and on. I'm going to say Corey Bradford and is like, uh, he's like honorable mention. But you only get five players. You got to leave a lot of really good ones put, up. Who do you put IO over? Who do you put I.O. over out of, out of the, oops. Out of the guys we mentioned, who do you put I.O. over? <laughs> He's probably next. So, like, if you want to talk Frank Williams, you want to talk D. Darren. I mean, how do you put him over any of those guys? You can't. You can't, right? So he'd be five? That's a great quote. That's a good yeah. quote. I can roll with that. I can roll with him as five. So, so we, played, we played Illinois at Madison Square Garden my junior year. No, my senior year. We were fucking nasty. We were top 10 team in the country. We were probably going to win the Big Ten until injuries and shit like that. Right. Illinois was not that good. Wait, wait. I was on that team. Don't say that. Say it again. I was on that team. Yeah. We were good. I, Ayo, 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 oh, I wasn't on that team. Io was, was the best player on Illinois by far, but he's a freshman. I didn't know about him. So we're in warm-ups and they are terrible. But we're at MSG and Illinois is talking crazy. I mean, they're like- They were shut up. They were shut up. They were saying anything. They weren't gonna warm make- In warm-ups. In warm-ups. And they were barking at us. They were smacking the floor, talking. they were talking crazy. AO's sitting there and he's, he's looking at all of us and he's like, it's like, it's food today, baby. It's food. I was like, the fuck are you talking? You're one in 11. What the fuck are you talking about? You would have thought they were top five in the country that they were talking. They beat the fuck out of us. And every time he scored, he looked. So I'm following him in warm-ups. I said, fuck warm-ups. I'm now across half court walking with him as he's shooting layups. I'm just yelling at him. Fuck this clown. Like, you're fuck you. You're a psychopath. I am a psycho. He scored 30 points every bucket. 
he just would stare at me. Look, look him in the eye. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word after that. Just looked directly in his eyes. He gave us 30. At the end of the game, you are Spike Lee. You're the new. You are Illinois Spike Lee. At the, at the end of the game, he walked over, looked me dead in the eyes, and he goes, "Sit the fuck down, bitch." From that day on, I said, "You're my favorite player in the Big Ten. I fucking love you." It was terrible though, because because people don't understand Madison Square Garden. You got to go up a freight elevator to get to the court level. I got stuck on an elevator. It was all of us. With all those guys, and it was just me. And Ao again looks at me. He's like, none of that rah rah shit anymore. Like, welcome to Illinois, baby. This is a new Illinois. I, get, I gained a lot of respect for him that day. I gained a lot of respect That's for him that I day because like he talked and then he did he did his thing. He just does. He, 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 could, he couldn't go left. He, he could only go right. Couldn't yeah. go left. And we, and we and we said, don't let him go right, and he still got to his right hand every time. So we're going to wrap it up here in a few minutes, but one last question I want to go through before we uh, finish up is, besides Purdue, obviously Purdue won the Big Ten. We, Bill talked about how he thinks they have Final Four potential. Who's your pick to click? Who's a team that you think is going to make it to the second week and potentially Elite Eight or something like that in the, big, in the NCAA tournament. Second week. Let's, let's, let's be honest. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of luck. A lot of luck. But you get... The tournament is luck. But if we're going to pick somebody... And this has become a popular pick, I think, amongst people talking about this topic, but Michigan State, with all their shooting... Izzo, baby. And Izzo their leadership and, and, their and some game planning. And Tyson Walker. And Ty yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be Tyson. How can you bet but, against but, Izzo in March? You don't. I, you I'm just a don't. Big Joey Hauser guy. You don't. Even if they were in the tournament, Joey I'd Hauser still guy. Them, right? you, oh yeah. I, please, please I give think, me a line. I think he could be. Like, that makes that tracks. That makes I don't sense. Like Hauser, like, man. He could be like, like Brady Manick last year. Like Hauser. Hauser's so weird to me because he's the he's the prototype college basketball player. Oh yeah. Where he will airball a wide open three pointer, and you're just like, what the fuck is you're you're a forty percent. Three points yeah. and you're just airballing. Stu, off the top of your head, give me your post-2000 All-Michigan team, starting five. Trey Burke. Has yes, been. absolutely. Easily. best player of all time in yes. history. Post-2000. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to throw it back to before my time. I'll go. Oh, no, I got to go Mitch McGarry at the five, even though it was a short run. He was that talented. Nick Stauskas. Manny Harris. Manny Harris was cold. Manny Harris was bucky. Manny Harris was cold in high school. He was unreal. Manny Harris was unreal in high school. Manny's legs were smaller than my wrist, and the, the dude jumped out the gym. Yeah, he could hoop. He was Manny a freak. So is, that, so is that four or five? That's four. I don't know if I could put. I don't know if I could put Manny on there. But I got Trey Stauskas, Mitch McGarry, Mitch McGarry, Karis Levert, Levert. Yeah. There's too many. And then. Yeah. What about uh, yeah, Mo, Mo, yeah, Mo, 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 yeah. Mo Wagner? All those uh, all those Europeans, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do love Mo. Didn't give a Franz. shit. Hey, I'll put Franz at the four. Franz was very. He good. was a tough cover. He was a tough, tough cover. You had to tell. You had to remind Franz that he was six nine. Like <laughs> he forgot. Hey, let's let's get a let's get so a group cute, a group bet going. Who do we got? Penn State or or Northwestern? That's like. Uh, What's the spread? FanDuel. Yeah, Anthony. can we get a fan or rep to get us the spread? We need a spread on this game right here. We need a spread. Northwestern. Get a live line. We need a live line. Everyone in this room, we're going to ride on a live bet here. <laughs> I'm empty. I got, I got no funds right now. Don't worry about it, Tim. Also, Maryland versus IU tonight. 
plus two. That's a uh, Indiana's minus two and a half. I think minus two and a half. I like us. I think Maryland beats them. I like I like us. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think this game here, I think, is one of the most evenly matched games of the tournament. Yes. Like, I think they're they're all, they're small. They both go small. They both guard. They both play guards. They both. I mean, I think I think it? Penn State has an advantage here. They played a game already, so they're a little bit. And they got the best player on the floor. Uh. What about, uh, yeah, we're about out of time. We, we'll do time for one Q&A. If anybody, does anybody have a question? No, I don't think anybody's no. listening. <laughs> no? I think that's a wrap. So I want to I wanna, I wanna see if I can give out. Oh, yeah, we got one more giveaway here. It'll be we got one more giveaway. Hey, Evan Turner, Evan Turner, can you hear me? Can Evan Turner hear me? Where is Evan Turner? Paging Evan Turner. Does everybody Raise your hand, Evan Turner. We got one more giveaway. Does everybody remember Evan Turner's shot in the Big Ten tournament? Yes. Does, no, does, hold on, hold on, Evan, does, you can't answer Evan it. Evan Turner Because remember. it's played every single year, and Evan will live in lore forever. Does anybody know Does anybody know who Evan Turner hit that shot over? <laughs> Talking about yeah, what player? Nobody. I know. Some white dude. Some ah, white dude. This guy. <laughs> All right, Chelsea this wins. Guy. Chelsea wins the Michigan gear. That was it. Stu, actually, fun thing. Got it. At least Evan remembered. That, that makes me happy. Stu, that makes me happy. Stu has a picture in his basement of him sitting there like this. I wish. I do. I do. I do need a. We're gonna contact the FBI and get that clip wiped from the internet. We're gonna get that clip wiped from the internet. We're gonna bury it. That's a wrap. Uh, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming out. Uh, again, a shout out to Over Under Bar Chicago, our sponsor, FanDuel. And also a shout out to uh, Evan Turner, Andre Iguodala, and the good folks at New Amendment uh, for starting this thing a few months ago. Um, a, a good podcast next. We got the Northwestern boys up here. Got a live pod this next game. So, so stay tuned. Thanks, Come everybody. Come on, Terps. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.